For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody, it is the Oslo.com NHL DFS strategy show. We have a big 10 gamer to discuss for tonight, and I'm back with my buddy Slim Cliffy. Back since uh, maybe the first or second day of the season that we've done a show together. How are how are things since Cliffy? I know we've talked a bunch offline, but but not on camera. Yeah, I mean things have been good. I had a I had a tough start to the season, maybe the first three or four weeks, but uh, the last month. Uh, has really turned around. I've started focusing more. Uh, I've started playing 20 maxes less and started focusing like two or three lineups in higher, you know, two or three max, you know, the $20 three max or the $40 or whatever. Sometimes I'll sneak in the 121 or, or something like that. But I found like even I, 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 <laughs> I looked at my data from the last couple of years and I just found that I was, I was doing better on one to three max in one to three max contest than I was doing in 20 max. So it just made sense for me to kind of change up my strategy and like, I'm making more money because of it. So like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to complain about uh, playing fewer lineups, but playing, but making a bit more cash than I was earlier. That's what we're all trying to do. Make some money. Uh, like, I mean, that, that's a good thing that you mentioned, like uh, kind of adjusting your play as you see fit or as you see, uh your results so like if you have roto tracker if you have another way to track your stuff i would suggest doing that and don't always just download your data after a bank which is what i do that that is bad advice <laughs> your roi is going to look really good uh, you want to do it maybe after an okay night or a couple a couple losing nights and download your data up onto roto tracker but yeah you got to adjust to uh still be continuing to make money in this day and age a lot of good projection sources out there not only ours, but, but other sites as well, and ownership and uh, a lot more game theory. So can't just be uh, slamming the projections every night and uh, hoping to make a bunch of money playing NHL DFS. Uh, Ten games late, there's a bunch of big favorites today. What, what's your initial thoughts on tonight? That was my first look was just, man, a lot of uh, huge, huge favorites. I figured we'd have some chalk on a few uh, home teams tonight, but what are your thoughts here? 
Yeah, I mean, there are are a couple very obvious spots here. I mean, Dallas at home to Columbus is one of them. Um, Carolina, obviously, at home to Ottawa uh, is another one. Florida at home to Buffalo. But those are the kind of slates where I really like playing because, you know, on a slate this big, you know, we'll talk about ownership later. You know, Carolina's top line might still come in at 20% tonight. And then, you know, you maybe add in a 10% Florida top line uh, and then a, you know, 15% Dallas top line. You're, you, the chalk is going to eat up almost half the field. You know what I mean? Like the, the three or four chalky spots. And we know how, how much variance there is day to day on an NHL basis. I mean, we saw the Seattle Kraken like not score a goal for six weeks and then put up seven goals on the road. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of the way hockey goes. So um, it's, it's an interesting uh, spot to fade some, like some of the high price spot, higher ownership spots, uh, especially when you're playing fewer lineups, that's something you just have to do anyway, but that's, these are the, these are the uh, slates that I, I really, really enjoy because, you know, I do play chalk. I'm not an idiot. If, if there's a really good spot and good players I like at a good price, I'm going to play them. But I'm not, you know, I'm not just going to slam in Carolina tonight because they're at home to Ottawa. Like, there are other spots, you know, teams on the road, especially, um, that are coming in under own. And, you know, that's why I like slates like this is because there are those super obvious spots, but it's pretty easy to get away from at least one or two of them. I do play chalk. I'm not an idiot. I, I like that phrase. I, I also abide by that. So, uh, you know, there's, there's times and places to play the chalk for me. It's almost every night, but it just depends on what you're pairing them with, I guess. I mean, we're talking about we, large yeah. We can talk about the math, maybe some other point when we don't have 10 games to talk about, but I think chalk is kind of overrated, especially in hockey where you have so many positions. It's, you know, a different goalie, different defenseman, double defenseman, you know, pair your goalie with your defenseman or don't, you know, one-off goalie. Like there's so many ways you can get different. I think, you know, chalk talking about chalk is a little bit overblown, especially slate this size. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I mean, I, you, I try to figure out the possibility that my lineups are going to be duped every day. Um, when I'm building my lineups in fantasy cruncher, I export them into an Excel sheet. I'm trying to figure that out. And I mean, the possibility is like, it's there for sure. And you do see some dupes. Some of my lineups end up being duped more on bigger slates because I'm doing a lot of this, three, three or four, three, one cookie cutter lineups. Um, but you just don't want to be doing it too often. And there's ways um, where you can avoid it or at least try to limit it, which is what I try to do. So um, I do, I do agree, especially on a slate like this, like you want to factor in ownership. You want to see what the most, um, <clears throat> most popular pairings are going to be, but ultimately you got to hit on two stacks or at least one, you know, big power play stack or something like that. And that's the most important thing. Um, ownership definitely matters, but you know, it's not like in other sports like NBA, where you're going to get guys that are 60, 70, 80% owned in large field tournaments. That's never going to happen in NHL, unless you're talking about a two game McDavid slate and he's priced at 8k. Um, but we don't have too many of those. So, uh, I see, let's see, 65, 66 people watching right now. Thanks everybody for joining. Uh, as Cliffy always asked at the beginning of the shows that uh, he's on with Josh, if you could give us a like, that really helps us out. Um, we've got, you know, DFS, uh, this DFS channel, we've got the Osmo Odds channel and the Osmo Fantasy Football channel. If you're still in your league, uh, I am not doing too hot in most of my season-long leagues, but I kind of check out on those. But if you're, uh, if you're looking to, to get some fantasy football content, uh, we've got an awesome fantasy football channel that you should subscribe to. In addition to this one, like this show, uh, we want to look good for the boss men, uh, 
free premium tools for the day. Uh, tonight, we've got Thursday Night Football Top Plays. I'm just realizing there's NFL on tonight. That means we've got a jam-packed schedule uh, for the rest of the day, which we'll talk about later. Yahoo is the sponsor of this show. They'll have an NFL uh, show coming up uh, later in the day. We've also got NBA player rankings. Those are going to be free for today. And then everyone's favorite NHL tool, the Top Stacks tool, is also free today. Uh, if you ever, you know, if, if you like um, these free premium tools today, I think you'll really, really enjoy the NHL Top Stacks. I look at it every day. I know Cliffy does. I know a lot of our subscribers do. Um, and it's free for today. So if you've heard us talk about this, you want to check it out, Nightbot will hit you up with some links uh, in the YouTube chat. Um, all right, we've got a promo code as well going on right now. NHL Strategy Show is the promo code, no spaces, all caps. Uh, you hear about us talk about all the tools in sight, like the top stack tool, like the projections, which I uh, maintain, and then the ownership projections. NHL, Data Central, whatever it is, uh, you can get behind the paywall at a discounted rate right now um, with promo code NHL Strategy Show, all caps, one word again, 25% off your first week of not Osmo NHL, but Osmo Plus Platinum. So you're getting a discounted rate on everything on the site. If you want to, you can add on Fantasy Cruncher for an additional charge. I would suggest doing so, especially if you play multiple lineups every night. But with this, you'll get access to our premium Discord, the lineup builders, which I use every day, um, whether I'm on the show or not. Uh, and then ownership projections, projections for not only NHL, again, but for every single sport. We've got a link in the description below if you guys want to check this out. And then if you just want to play NHL DFS, we've got Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $3.95, less than 4 bucks a week. You can come uh, troll Cliffy and Josh and I in the premium Discord. 10 games, we're going to have to go fairly quickly. Some games we'll spend uh, more time on than others. Like this one, the Avs and the Montreal Canadiens. 3.6 implied total for the Avs, 2.8 for the Canadiens. Uh, we don't know who's starting for Colorado. They had just a disaster last night. Big loss to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Now they got to run it back again with the question mark at goalie. We thought it might be this guy that they called up, I think, from the AHL, Justice Anunen. Uh, but might be Johansson on the back-to-back. -back. Could be Kemper. He was a late scratch last night. Not sure what's going on there. But it should be Jake Allen for Montreal. Um, I like things on both sides of this game. I'm assuming you've got at least some interest in limited lineups uh, on both sides here, Cliffy. But I'll let you take this one away. Yeah, uh, Colorado top line obviously is the one that stands out immediately here. Um, they're coming in, they're expensive. They're a little bit over 24K on DraftKings. Then, you know, if you want to add in Kale McCarr for that four-man power play stack, like, I don't even know if you can do it because that's, 30, you know, then you're getting up to 32K plus your goalie plus another stack. Uh, it'd be tough. So I do like Colorado one a lot here tonight. Josh and I talked about them yesterday on the show, how good their numbers are both with and without McKinnon. Uh, you know, McKinnon's certainly not going to hurt that line. Uh, so I really do like them here going into Montreal, like Arturi Lekanen and Jake Evans typically aren't a bad shutdown line. Um, but Brendan Gallagher's in COVID protocols, you know, the third winger on that line and Brendan Gallagher is probably the best two way winger on that team. So I'm not really worried about any matchups here uh, for Colorado. And, you know, Montreal, the penalty kill is not very good anyway, like borderline bottom 10 in the league 
uh, certainly over the last month. So, um, you know, Colorado draws the most power plays by far in the NHL. So, you know, they could get four or five power plays here tonight. So, yeah, absolutely no problem loading in Colorado one. Obviously, you're going to have to go find your lower owned stacks or, you know, or your le- lower price stacks, sorry, elsewhere. But uh, this is a really good spot, both at five on five and on the power play for this line. And we have them as one of the, you know, I think the best leverage spot on the entire state by our top two stacks. So I really do like Colorado one. If you want to drop down to Colorado two, uh, no problem there. I think Colorado three even is fine. If you want a two man, you know, like new hook and Obey Kubel or new hook and Logan O'Connor or something like that. Once you get down to that Montreal third pair and their third, fourth lines, like getting into that Dvorak Anderson matchup or whatever, like there's just nothing to worry about. So, you know, if you have super expensive stacks later on, I don't mind a two man from Montreal three. Um, but I think, um, or from Colorado three, but I think most out of this game, I like Colorado one. And then on the Montreal side, uh, you know, the thing that we talk about is, is Colorado's penalty kill is actually pretty bad. It's, I just talked about how bad Montreal's is Colorado's is worse, believe it or not. They have like a bottom five or bottom six penalty kill in the league. So if you want a two man, like a Dvorak Anderson, I think something like that is perfectly fine here. Um, I'm just not super excited on Montreal. Like, uh, they're in my mix for fillers, but they're not at the top of my priority list for fillers. So Colorado one, definitely maybe a two man of Dvorak Anderson, something like that from Montreal and maybe a two man from Colorado three. That's where I'm looking. Yeah. If you put in Colorado one plus Macar on DK right now, uh, you have $3,560 remaining for four roster spots plus a goalie. So that's going to be really tough to get to. I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can fit that in, but um you're gonna have to probably end up leaving someone off more often than not unless you're getting down in some third and fourth lines so uh that's where you're seeing a huge leverage score on our top stacks the highest leverage on the slate you nailed it cliffy 17.8 percent the next highest is boston uh yeah boston won at 13.1 percent so some distance for, uh, for colorado one uh between the rest of the stacks but they're really expensive to fit in um I like Montreal one. The problem is just the ownership, like over 10% right now on a 10 game slate. It is still Colorado. I know they got crushed last night, but you know, Montreal one is not, not Toronto one. They have been really good. So uh, I think I'll end up probably underweight if their ownership sticks around where they're at right now. Not a whole lot else I'm looking at in this game. Um, Maybe some, uh, not even some Ben Chirot, 4,200. His price has come up a little bit. He's going to play a bunch of minutes. Him and Savard, I think, are both okay, uh, maybe for some block shots and some peripheral stuff. Uh, but that is really about it. Anyone on the blue line, on the Avs or Canadians here? Yeah, I do like Gerard, 3,600. Like, I think he's a, not a great puck mover, but a pretty good puck mover. And at that price um, in this matchup, you know, you don't want to pay 8K for Makar. I think that's perfectly fine. Um, obviously, David Savard for Montreal. Uh, like, you know, we talk about Chris Russell and his potential block bonus. I think David Savard is definitely in line for one here tonight. So uh, him as well. And I'll just mention Arturi Lekkanen, um as a one-off for Montreal. Uh, they'll get that Colorado two matchup, and that line hasn't looked very good defensively. So don't mind Lekkanen as a one-off. A friend Clayton says, if you continue your association with Yahoo next year, you may want to include projections. Yeah, we're going to try to do that. Um, right now I use the FanDuel projections for Yahoo and shout out to Yahoo. They're sponsoring the show. Uh, as you guys know, Yahoo is uh, very, very good to us. You see the offer in the top, right? Uh, one month of Oswald plus platinum with your first deposit and paid contest entry 
for new Yahoo users. So I don't know how you haven't taken advantage of that. If you haven't played on Yahoo yet. Um, but if you somehow haven't you've been watching our show and today's the day, I would go take advantage of that because that's a really good offer. But back to projections really quick um, for Yahoo. I use the FanDuel ones. I would say uh, it's not perfect, but it's going to uh, get you close enough uh, based on their scoring. And then what I would do is if you're, if you're building lineups in fantasy cruncher, I would just make a rule that you don't play forwards or defensemen uh, against guys on, from the opposing team. And you can do that really easy in fantasy cruncher. Just pay attention to that because of the plus minus there. You don't want to have a negative correlation with like game stacks and things like that. And it's really, really easy to do uh, or really, really easy to avoid on a big slate like this. On smaller slates, you know, you might forget if you're hand building, but that's why I like to build on uh, – on fantasy cruncher with my Yahoo lamps. I play there pretty much every night for NHL. Pretty good contests. I think it's my highest ROI of any site uh, so far this season. And uh, not as many top players playing over there, I've noticed. So a bunch of Osmo people. Um, but other than that, I think there's definitely some money to be won. St. Louis and Tampa Bay, we got a 2.5 implied total for the Blues, three for the Lightning, Billy Huso and Andre Vasilevsky are your starters here. Um, I don't have a ton on this game, Cliffy, to be honest. Good numbers for both of the Blues' top lines. Uh, Gabriel, I'm guessing it's Fortier. Is it Fortier? Is he, is he French? All right. Uh, he's slotting in the second line, but he only played – I think he played under 10 minutes in, uh, in the last game with uh, Shirelli and Killorn. Sam Coast back with Pilat and Barry Boulay. I don't know. I mean, not a whole lot I like. Maybe you could talk me into something here. No, I agree with you. Um, neither team really takes a lot of penalties. Um, none, in, you know, neither team in the top 10 by time shorthanded this year. And Tampa Bay has a really good penalty kill. So, you know, Tampa Bay doesn't take a lot of penalties and has a really good penalty kill. That kind of takes at least the top line out of play for me. You know, O'Reilly, Shen Kairu. Like, I don't, the, the reason to play O'Reilly especially is power play. That's where a lot of his value is derived. Um, this is a bad power play matchup for them. So I'm off the top line, which Navis Thomas Tarasenko is interesting to me. Um, 3.3 expected goals per 60 minutes together this year. Uh, that's just absolutely absurd. And the second, you know, Josh and I have talked about it on the show uh, recently. Uh, the second power play unit for St. Louis has been good. So I think, you know, if the Blues power play can come through tonight, it's, you know, the Buchnevich Cairo unit, it's not the O'Reilly Shen unit. So, you know, if you want to do just even just a Booch one-off, I think is fine here tonight. But I'm not super excited about St. Louis. Uh, I probably won't be playing them uh, in my one to threes. On the Tampa side, it's about the same thing. Because like I said, you know, uh, St. Louis doesn't take a ton of penalties. And that second line is legitimately great. So you have maybe the top line that you can, you can attack. But then you're saying, okay, I want to attack Ryan O'Reilly. And it's that just feels bad to me. Uh, it feels like a bad play. So... Um, I think this is a game where I'm going to be one-offing some players, uh, you know, one-off Buchnevich, uh, one-off, you know, an ABB, Alex Barry Boulet, if you want to do something like that. Um, but I don't see myself three-man stacking either of the lines on each side here. I just don't think it's a very good uh, special teams matchup for either team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you nailed it. Like, St. Louis, two really, really good numbers at five-on-five. Five. I'm not convinced it's going to be a good five-on-five five matchup, no matter which line they go up against for Tampa. Uh, maybe not the offensive juggernaut that they've been uh, in previous years, but still very sound defensively. Um, 
So St. Louis two is really the only line that I wrote down in this game, just because, you know, they're good enough at five on five that they can get it done against anybody. Uh, their ownership's low, their price is reasonable, but really low total and not really a phenomenal matchup. So I'm good to get out of this one. Do you have any, uh, any other takes goalie? Uh, yeah, no, nothing here for me. All right, let's go to Buffalo and Florida. We've got a 2.2 implied total for the Sabres, 3.8 for the Panthers. Tokarski and Bobrovsky expected. Well, Bobrovsky's confirmed, and he's also confirmed $8,600 on DraftKings. Yikes. That is uh, very, very spendy. Um, nothing much on the Buffalo side. Verhage up on the top line with Bennett and Huberdeau. That seems like one that we're going to like, huh, Cliffy? Yeah, I really, really like that top line. Uh, we've talked about Bennett and Huberto like pretty much every slate that they've been on uh, ever since the Sam Bennett trade last year. So I don't think we have to dive too, too deep into Bennett and Huberto. Their offensive numbers this year have been really, really good. Now, a lot of those minutes have been played with Owen Tippett. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's, they're still generating uh, 2.7 uh, goals per 60 minute, four and a half goals per 60 minutes. Like this is just a very good offensive line and adding Carter Verhage, I actually went and looked like, I like to look at shot rates and primary assist rates and where they intersect. Cause that kind of tells me, can a player shoot and pass and like, you know, kind of do everything offensively. And a guy by the name of Corey Snaister on, on Twitter, um, he tracks the games and he found that, uh, Carter Verhage has a very similar shot and passing profile to Philip Forsberg. And, and that's, you know, this is going back a couple of years now. Uh, his high danger passes, his shot locations, everything is very reminiscent of Philip Forsberg. And I, like, I am very, very high on Carter Verhage. I don't know if he is Philip Forsberg, but if he's 85% of that, that makes it a great top line. Um, I really, really do like that Florida top line here tonight. I don't, I can't possibly foresee Verhage dragging that them down in any regard. I would just watch for ownership. You know, we do talk about. I'm just, well, I just want to mention them. They are coming in just under 20% by their top stacks tool on a 10 game slate. That is high, um, but you know, Buffalo's penalty kill absolutely nothing right home about flirting with the bottom 10. Uh, these guys aren't perfectly correlated on the top power play unit, but it doesn't really matter. Um, Bennett and Huberto and Verhage, I love them in this game. I think you can even dump down. I, I know I might catch some flack for this, but Thornton and Tippett. Uh, I know people might not be too excited to play Jumbo Joe Thornton, uh, but they are going to, their, their numbers together this year have been pretty good, uh, generating about, I think it was 29 scoring chances per 60 minutes as a line. Uh, and that Buffalo bottom, bottom six, like they're just going to steamroll them. So, uh, I don't mind, a, you know, if you want to just one-off tip it, I think that's fine too. Like you don't have to play Joe Thornton here tonight. I'm not recommending everybody go play Joe Thornton. I'm just saying, I think that line is in a great spot. Uh, and I really do like Owen Tippett, but Florida won the most for me, uh, nothing from the Buffalo side. So I watch our show uh, on YouTube, like on the other screen to like, make sure we're still live. I've been doing this forever. And one, I guess there's uh, subtitles now that like automatically populate and when I was just looking over at yours, it said, uh, when you were talking, it said banded Cuba. So I don't know uh, really what you were saying there because I got a little bit distracted, but that's what YouTube, uh, the algorithm picked up. And I'm sure they're going to pick it up again because I just said it again. So 
Uh, some interesting stuff you can find in these subtitles. I've never seen this on YouTube. Is this a new feature? Uh, do you do you watch a lot of YouTube? I I like I've seen I've seen uh, subtitles on like you you know you can turn them on and off, toggle them on and off. I haven't seen them auto populate on a live show before. Neither have I. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm a little bit uh, rattled over here. But anyways, uh, back to Florida One. Yeah, they're they're popular. Uh, they're they're well warranted. 3.8 total. They like this top line being stacked up like this. And I love Verhage too. So um, I'm going to be trying to get in as much four to one as what makes sense for like my, my portfolio. But uh, I don't think I'm going to get to 20%. I hope they come down in ownership so I can get closer to that 20% number. I, I'd like to have them as my highest home stack tonight. But right now, I don't think that's going to be the case. A couple other, well, one other one in particular, I think is going to be. Um, getting me away from four to one a little bit but yeah they're, they're a great play uh i don't know that there's a ton i need to add to that anything on the buffalo side no there's nothing for me like i guess if you want to play you know if you want to get into the defenseman and play like a that robert Haig, hoping for a shop on it shot block bonus or something like that because florida's going to shoot a lot here tonight so you know robert Haig block bonus or something like that that's fine but i'm not you know i'm not paying up 5k for asking stalin or something I noticed middle stats back. Is this his first game back? 4,500. They haven't heard from him since yeah. uh, maybe the last time me and you did the show together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I, I think you're right. Yeah. He, he, yeah. They said he was going to be out for like a week or two. And man, it's been like six or seven weeks. So not sure what was going on there. Ekblad, one of my favorite defense in 7,300. I, would you play Ekblad without playing four to one because of their pricing? This is one. Like this is like the John Carlson thing. That, that's another one that we're going to talk about in the next game. But playing a high price defenseman with a high price stack that he's heavily correlated to. Like, do you have a problem playing Ekblad as a one off for this price and not playing four to one in that lineup? No, uh, the I don't mind. I used to mind that a lot. Um, I don't mind that for this reason. It's that Aaron Ekblad shoots right um, three shots per game or something like that. He can, you know, he can go out and get a couple of assists with a shot bonus this team went 3-1 and you know he smashes and the team does and you know the rest of the lineup does nothing so as long as the def as long as the one-off defenseman can shoot you know as long as he's not rasmus anderson in calgary like i don't know 1.3 shots per game or whatever as long as the defenseman shoots i think it's a fine one-off okay cool because that's how i ran my my stacks uh, my lineups first time through right before the show and i, I think i'm okay with it as well uh, even at the high price ownership he's one of my favorite guys even if you take out four to one uh, let's go to chicago and washington we got a 2.5 implied total for the hawks 3.5 for the caps flurry vanacek uh two of my least favorite teams for dfs i cannot stand either one of these two we've got a top line that's got Ovi who's not soft they're going to play a lot of minutes but they stink at five on five in terms of generating uh, quality chances, although you really need that high of a quality chance if you got Ovechkin. So a lot of uh, confounding variables with this Caps team. They're just a big headache for a, a data person like me, a, a data nerd, some might call me. Um, do you like anything uh, in this game at all? So here's the thing. Since Jeremy Colleton got fired for Chicago, all I've been hearing is about how Chicago has been getting better defensively. Uh 46% shot share and 46% share of the scoring chances since Jeremy Colton got fired, but you'll never guess this. They're getting like 960 goaltending. So like they're not any better defensively. In fact, 
I think you could make an argument that this team is worse since Colleton. It's just that their goalies are standing on their head. So I don't, there's nothing that concerns me about uh, Chicago from a matchup concern. Um, I know what you mean about that uh, Washington top line, not projecting. Well, in fact, since they put Alexi pro protest there, I think it's protest. Um, their numbers have declined um, offensively, you know, shot rate, expected goals, everything has come down. So I think this might be a case where Washington too makes some sense to me here. Uh, Wilson and Eller, Tom Wilson and Lars Eller this year, 62 shot attempts per 60 minutes, 33 scoring chances per 60 minutes, controlling 52%. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of the scoring chances. And they're going to see the second and third lines from Chicago here tonight. Um, you know, we talk about dumping down. Uh, dumping down in high total games to avoid a lot of ownership. It seems like that's, you know, this is a good spot to do it. I get that people don't want to play Lars Eller. That's not a sexy name to slam in at center. But, um, I, you know, like I said, him and, uh, him and Wilson have been playing very well together. And over the last month, the other winger, Daniel Sprong, leads this team in shot rate. He's shooting more than Alex Ovechkin over the last month on a per-minute basis. So I kind of like this Washington two line here tonight as one of my Sprague's filler ones. Do you think Sprague's going to play enough minutes to like, is he going to stick around there? Or is this going to be like a nine minute Sprague game? That, that was the thing I was worried about with Washington too. See, here's the thing is like, I don't think that Lisa Malenstein line is going to play much. And, you know, Ovechkin and Kuznetsov are probably going to play like 23, 24 minutes. So I think like the middle six are going to be somewhere all between like 13 and 17. Yeah. I mean, yeah, might, maybe he plays 13 minutes tonight, but you know, that's why I'm talking about two man stacking guys that are 6,300 total. You, you know, these guys are, these guys aren't 5k a piece. There's a reason why they're so cheap, but you know, like I said, if Daniel Sprong, you know, if he plays 14, 15 minutes could do well here tonight. So I like that Washington too, as a filler stack. On the Chicago side, man, like, I don't know what they're doing with their lineups. Dominic Kubelik, down on the third line. Like, I think Kubelik and Borgstrom make sense as a two-man. Borgstrom's actually been shooting a fair bit uh, over the last month or so for Chicago on his own. So, I think Borgstrom, Kubelik, you know, down the lineup makes sense. But I'm not playing any of the big guns from uh, from the Blackhawks here tonight. Uh, I think I'm out on the Hawks, at least right now. I don't know what would change that for me. I'm usually out on them on big slates. Um Whatever Washington one I get to, which right now, the slate started right now, I'd have about 8% Washington one. I think that's all right. I, not a line I, I often get overweight to just because of their five on five numbers. Uh, and I'm with you on some Washington too. So that's going to be the line that I think I would rather go off in this Washington game, but I'm going to have some bullets remaining with this Washington one just because of the high total 
because they're fully correlated, all that stuff that you guys know. And then Carlson, I think I would only play in Washington one stacks. His price has come down a little bit, um, 6,400. Uh, but I would still prefer to just play him in Washington one stacks only. Anything else on this one? Uh, no, that's it for me here. All right. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, guys, we, we partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season. We've got one huge offer. There's been a bunch of offers along the way, but right now uh, you can get a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum when you sign up uh, as your first time on Yahoo Fantasy. They've got good contests, not only for NHL, but if you play NBA, they've got, I think they got 10K to first most nights over there, if you like MMEing. Uh, if you play NFL, they've got a Thursday, uh, what do they call it? 100K baller tonight, TNF baller. Um, yeah, $100,000 baller. Um, and we've got tools for NFL and NBA over there for Yahoo. Um, if you need uh, access and, you know, if you're signing up on Yahoo through us and you're trying to redeem this free month and need access immediately, email support at Osmo.com. We can get you set up over there uh, very quickly. But all you got to do is sign up via the link in the description, uh, deposit, and then play on Yahoo. It's, it's super simple if you haven't taken advantage just yet. I don't know why you haven't, but uh, you can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking that link. So we're just giving away free money. Yahoo's giving away money. They're doing guaranteed overlay stuff like every single week for NFL. Like I'm an NFL fish and I've made money playing uh, on Yahoo NFL just because the uh, they're having no management fee tournaments. They're having guaranteed overlay. Like they're just, they're really trying to make it work. And so uh, I'm a big fan of Yahoo. They're obviously a big fan of Osmo.com. So it's been a great partnership and we want you guys to go support them, please. Ottawa and Carolina, we've got a 2.1 implied total for the Sens, 3.9 for the Canes. Another huge home favorite with a top line that's going to generate some interest. Highest owned stack on the slate is Carolina 1. Forsberg starting for the Sens. Ranta for the Canes. Bunch of backups going tonight as well this is another trend I'm seeing. Carolina 1, not very expensive because Neches is – 3,800, fully correlated with his other line mates, Sebastian Ajo, the good one, and Andre Svechnikov. What are you doing with Carolina 1 here? I don't know. Slam him <laughs> in as fast as I can. Like, I don't want to seem too excited to play a line, especially a line that's obviously going to probably be the highest on line on the slate. But here's the thing. We, <laughs> we talked about – Josh and I yesterday on the show talked about Ottawa – uh and their numbers since returning like their numbers before the COVID shutdown were awful they were a bottom five defensive team before the COVID shutdown since the COVID shutdown 63 shot attempts against per 60 41 percent shot share 39 percent scoring chance share they're getting under 40 percent of the scoring chances like this is an AHL team and I hate to you know slam them like this because it's like this isn't really their fault I honestly believe that I I just think you know this is a health issue for them um it's just that it's not going to get better, at least not, you know, tonight. Uh, so I don't see any reason not to play Carolina. Um, it's just, what are you going to play on the Carolina side? Carolina one doesn't have a sample together, like not a meaningful sample going back years anyways, because Natchez, um, Natchez and, you know, Sveshnikov rarely played, uh, rarely played with Ajo. Natchez was down with Trocek or down on the third line or, or what have you. So, uh, not a big sample here, but I don't think not having a sample matters. Like, 
Aho and Sveshnikov have been elite together. I know like Aho and Natchez really haven't been good in their sample, but I can't imagine Natchez is going to sink this line in this matchup here tonight. The only thing is like we do have a, and you know, I should mention, you know, Ottawa's penalty kills awful. I think that should probably go without saying. Um, the only thing here is what do you do uh, with the stacking? Because obviously they're going to be super popular. Like I think, I think this is, you know, Josh stacking is definitely in play here. I, I never say that on a 10 game slate because I think there are far too many spots, but at the very least, I think, you know, five man stacking the power play uh, is certainly in play here. I think Josh stacking is certainly in play here. Um, if I had to pick one of the depth lines, I honestly think I might just dump all the way down to Kakiniemi and Niederreiter. Um, I know they're listed as the fourth line, but they don't play nine minutes a game. They're actually playing like 13 minutes a game. So they're not a, a true fourth line. They're like a pseudo third line almost. So um, yeah, Kakaniemi uh, and Niederreiter, uh, both on the second power play unit together. You know, I talked about Ottawa's bad penalty kill. And if this game is a blowout, you know, if they do get up like three, nothing or four, nothing in the first period, the depth guys are going to play more down the stretch. Anyway, you're not going to give Spashanaho 23 minutes in a seven, nothing game. So um, I, I do think, you know, going down the line, it makes sense. Kakaniemi need a rider makes sense to me, but really anything on Carolina here makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really worried about um, fading Carolina one and like higher stakes stuff. I know they're going to be popular, but I think this is, Arguably the best spot of the night, them and floor one, I think. Maybe maybe Dallas one we'll talk about later. But um, I'm going to try to uh, get some exposure and some higher stakes stuff to Carolina one, even with the condensed ownership. Like, this just really makes me worried at this price. Like, you're higher chance of being duped with Carolina one. But, you know, you can always not correlate your goalie or not correlate both, like, your defenseman or, or something like that. Like, there's ways to get different. It's a 10-game slate, especially in higher stakes stuff. I don't you can find a unique stack, like a 300 man field. So that's really the only thing I'm worried about with Carolina. I don't, I'm not in love with their lines, but like Trocek, Jarvis, two man, you mentioned the full five man power play stack. Got a lot of interest in that. Like, I don't think Aho, Teravine and Sveshnikov and Netchis all together is going to be uh, very popular at all. I think that's probably still going underutilized the full five man power play stack. Um, problem is no defenseman. So you're going to have like two one-off defensemen. Uh, are they still going with five uh, five forwards on the power play? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a little bit of a problem, but uh, you can always throw in a defenseman that you like. If you want to go with like cheap Ian Cole or Brady Shea, that's fine. They're going to play with all those guys at five on five as well. Nothing much going for me on the Ottawa side. I would have some interest if it was Philip Gustafsson, but Forsberg, in that uh even at 6600 i don't even know that he's gonna like the volume he's gonna see is probably gonna be pretty quality volume so that's what i'm worried about here um i mean we did just see vimelka right from arizona the other night did so like it could be that you know the, it's a very small chance but if i'm playing 150 lineups or even 20 i definitely get him in i mean he's yeah maybe, maybe i dismissed forsberg a little bit too much i'm I'm actually going to let me do a control app here. Did I get any of him? No, that's Philip Forsberg. Now I got zero uh, Forsberg. What you could do is uh, I wouldn't suggest doing this, but like if you're building on FC, his, his um, median projection is going to be really low, but there is a range of outcomes like where he scores like 25 or 30. Um, so what you could do is either give him a thumbs up, manually boost his projection. 
I think that's an okay strategy to do with goalies that are going to see uh, or expected to see a lot of volume like Forsberg is. So it's scary for sure. But if you need a one-off guy and you're trying to slam in Colorado one plus Makar, a $6,600 goalie as a massive favorite, isn't the worst way in the world to um, be unique in just one spot. Um, anything else here? I mean, we got to play the Zub, right? That guy's going to play 23 minutes and probably going to get hit by about 10 pucks. Yeah, 3,400. He's not 5K anymore. Uh, I, we will allow the Zub. Uh, shout out to Josh Harris, who is busy today, guys. He's watching Mitch Marner highlights. Uh, he couldn't make the show today. Uh, San Jose and the New York Islanders, 2.5 implied total for the Sharks. 2.9 for the Isles. Aiden Hill, Ilya Sorokin expected to go. Boy, is this an ugly one. But there is one very, very pretty line, I guess. Uh, San Jose won. Talk about them, Cliffy. We're seeing 3% ownership on DK for them right now. I am hitting the slam button. Yeah, uh, I just want to talk about the Islanders real quick because that talking about them will make it clear why this is a good idea to play San Jose tonight. The Islanders in their last four, four weeks, 25th by shot attempts, a worse shot share than the Montreal Canadiens, and they're allowing the second most scoring chances of any team in the league. Any team in the league, the second most scoring chances. Uh, they're getting some players back, but they're just getting them from the COVID protocol. Like, I don't know. Is it going to be better than what they had there? So, like, and even Josh Bailey, jo like I wrote about Josh Bailey a few weeks ago about how bad his season is. I don't think getting COVID is going to turn it around for him. So, like, yeah, I mean, I love San Jose 1 here tonight. They're absolutely one of my favorite lines on the entire slate. Uh, like you said, coming in at 3%, it's a great matchup going into the Islanders. Very reasonably owned under our price, sorry, under 16K, uh, fully correlated on the top power play unit. Um, there won't be much ownership here because of the because of the low total. I mean, maybe we get buried. It is a two and a half total. You know, that's not super high, but I just see this as a great matchup for the San Jose top line. So I love the San Jose top line here. Um, that's probably it for me. Like maybe if you want, if there's a one-off Benino, if you need a cheap center or something like that um that would be fine um i don't think you have to play brent burns either i would just play the three-man san jose top line all right uh i yeah i really like san jose one here you mentioned all the numbers for <clears throat> the aisles like i i can't really get behind any of their lines outside of i need 150 lineups and they're at home and their totals close how, how are they favored here i don't even know san jose's record i don't know why they're favored here like san okay like san Jose's not a very good team like they're maybe an average team, um, but they're 12, nine and one. You know what I mean? Like they're in a playoff spot in the West and the Islanders very well could be a lottery team this year. Like I, this is one of those situations. Like it's like last night, I, I didn't get the Rangers total, but I guess they got to four anyway. I don't get the Islanders here either. Yeah. Uh, I am, I'm a Sharks guy tonight. Um, I, I love this line. I play them every single slate. I'm overweight on them. It's worked out so far. They, their numbers have stabilized somewhat, but they're stabilizing to just like elite levels. So yeah. they're not getting four expected goals for for 60, but we can deal with like over three for sure on, on the road with a low total. Like I don't care about the low total. I think if the Sharks score three or more, um, you're going to see San Jose one getting involved. Timo, 7k like this guy should be 9k at this point this guy's unreal I, I mean i don't know i think we're still getting a discount on him and then dolan and 
Couture, like the only thing with Dolan is maybe the, the minutes aren't always there for him. Um, but that's fine. 3,400 power play one on a great line and he shoots. So I'm just in, I'm in on San Jose one aisles, uh, just filler stacks for me. And, uh, if I'm getting a lot of them, I will end up limiting what I can get of them. Let's go to the Bruins and the Predators, 2.8 and 5 total for the Bruins, 2.6 for the Preds, Swayman and UC Saros are your expected goalies. Probably a pretty good real-life matchup here. Um, maybe some fun hockey if you like uh, grinded-out games. Low totals. Philip Forsberg coming off uh, a disappointing performance. He didn't get the shot bonus the other night. Uh, only got four goals on four shots. Uh, how will he follow this one up? I, I guess, so just to be serious, like the line matching really matters in this one. Uh, it's not like the Coyle, Felino, Craig Smith uh, trio is, you know, that's not an easy one to go into, but at least it's easier than Boston one. Uh, how do you see the matchup playing out here? And what do you want to do with the DFS lineups? Yeah, I imagine Nashville just runs top line into top line. And that kind of takes me away from both top lines here. I will say I don't mind the Boston top line for this reason is like Nashville takes a lot of penalties. Like I think they're sixth or seventh most uh, in penalties taken this year, you know, penalty kills fine. It's not, you know, super elite or anything. And Boston's, you know, Boston's top line is perfectly correlated on the power play. Problem is, it's just, you know, they're really expensive. <laughs> Patrice Bergeron. Oh, uh, by the way, I should mention Patrice Bergeron is playing tonight. There was like a little bit of doubt about whether he was going to play. He is playing tonight. You know, he's at 8,500, you know, past next north of $9,000. And that's without Brad Marchand on the other side. Now, if you look at Boston One's numbers over the years without Marchand, they're still good, but they score a lot less. Like they're still dominant defensively. They're still a dominant defensive line but they just score a lot less often, which makes sense because Marshawn, like his skill levels just through the roof. Like, you know, maybe somebody could be a good defensive winger on that line, but you can't replace his skills. So um, it kind of takes me out uh, from the Boston top line here. Like, I think I'd rather dump down to the Boston second line just because I don't like that Nashville second line whatsoever. Tolvin and Cunning and Johansson, 45% shot share this year, only 48% of the scoring chances, I think Coyle and Smith um, make a perfectly fine two-man here tonight going into that Nashville uh, second line. So I think I'm off the top lines here for my lineups. I'll let you talk about those. Maybe you have a different take. Uh, for me, it's Coyle and Smith that I'm most interested in amongst the forwards. I mean, if Nashville one's going to be 2.5% owned like we have them right now, I'll, I'll take them and just hope that they don't see a, a large helping of Boston one. Uh, cause their shot generation numbers are awesome. You can see their upside Forsberg, a, a great goal scorer. Duchesne's been coming on. Um, so if they're going to be priced like this, even with the low total, I'm fine with them because it's really the only line that I have any interest on, uh, any interest in on the Nashville side. And then Boston won same thing, like tough matchup potentially, uh, but really low ownership. Um, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, if these ownerships uh, stay where they're at right now on our uh, late runs right before the slate starts, I'll have some of both. Um, but it's not like I'm rushing to my computer to get in Nashville one against Boston. Like, I don't think it's a great matchup either way. I just think we've got two really great lines. Yossi 7,800. 
um, 6% ownership. Yeah. You want to play with Nashville one, go, go right ahead. Uh, I actually don't think, you know, it's funny. My highest owned defenseman right now, I think is Mackenzie Weger. Uh, that's, that's not gonna, we didn't really talk about him that much. I talked about Ekblad, but I really do like Weger. Yeah. Uh, as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, diss my boy Yossi by comparing him to Weger, but if you need another, a, a cheaper, uh, guy like that go right ahead 7800 for yossi it's okay um again not rushing to my computer like i am most nights to, to jam him in but i'll have my my few shares of him and then uh yeah that's, that's about it both goalies reasonably priced you, you like sorrows here at 7500 yeah i do he should get a, a decent amount of volume here um should mention that nick felino got yeeted off boston too uh it's eric holla that's there now and literally anybody but Nick Felino is better. So I'm kind of more excited to play Boston too now. Excellent use of yeeted. I think that might be a first on the NHL strategy show. If not, it's the first that I've had, uh, that I've heard it on here. Devils, Minnesota Wild, 2.6 implied total for the Devils, 3.4 for the Wild. Uh, three, three games remaining, including this one. So we'll try to keep this one relatively short. Blackwood, Kakinen. Um, I really love Minnesota one. I'm assuming you're going to like Minnesota one as well, but they're really, really expensive. That is a, it is a high total. So you think you get to more than the field of a uh, wild one here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Minnesota's top line, Hartman, <laughs> Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello just absolutely obliterating the opposition. 60% shot share, 59% of the scoring chances, 4.4 goals per 60 minutes in a 130-minute sample. And New Jersey's one of the most penalized teams in hockey. Like, this is just – and 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 uh, Minnesota doesn't send them out versus opposing top lines, so they'll go out versus the second and third lines from New Jersey, which very good offensive lines, but those lines like to trade chances. Um, they can be had defensively. So, uh, uh, yeah, I absolutely love Minnesota one here tonight. You know – if Josh was here, he would be railing about the Minnesota power play, which is bad. Uh, but you do get uh, Kaprizov and Zuccarello on the top PP unit together. And like I said, New Jersey, uh, one of the most penalized teams uh, in the NHL. So I think it's perfectly fine to use Minnesota. On the New Jersey side, like I'm going to say it again, I'm kind of interested in that New Jersey second line. Um they have really, really good numbers together all year. You know, we, it seems like we talk about them almost every show uh, that they're on. Uh, but 74 shot attempts per 60 minutes this year, scoring five and a half, you know, 5.3 goals per 60 minutes. They've just been great. And they'll get the non-checking lines from Minnesota. So they'll go into, you know, they'll go into the scoring lines, but at least they'll go into lines that aren't, you know, some of the best defensive lines in hockey. So I think if, you know, 20 max, 150, uh, if you want to get a super low own, you know, filler stack on the road, that should see some a fair amount of power play minutes because Minnesota takes a lot of penalties as well. I do like New Jersey too as a filler stack tonight, uh, but Minnesota won for me out of this game. I love that Capra's off lane. They're one of my favorite lines on the whole slate. Yep, you nailed exactly where I'm at as well. Minnesota won, love them, circled them on my sheet here, and New Jersey too. If they're going to be anywhere close, even like under – four or five percent i think they're slam as well at least as a filler stack just unreal numbers at five on five and they're sticking together 
and they're not going to get the Ericsson Act. Uh, Felino Greenway line, which you definitely, definitely do not want to see when Minnesota's at home. Uh, all right, we had a bunch of winners last night. Uh, Zeekster with the quarter arcade takedown, Box 2K winner, a bunch of other uh, Osmo community guys taking down some good prizes. If you guys want to be part of the Osmo Hall of Fame, uh, there's a couple steps to do so. You download the Osmo avatar at osmo.com slash avatar, place in the top three of a contest with 5,000 or more contestants. You tweet the wins to us at the Osmo Hall of Fame account. And then you win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. It's pretty cool. You win the tournament or you get top three in the tournament, you get a nice payout and you get a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. All you got to do is a few simple step, uh, steps. Some of our previous winners or our, our recent winners, uh, BLKSME uh, underscore underscore one, quite the username, took down a bunch of nice prizes here. For NBA, a lot of NBA ones on this version of the Hall of Fame. Uh, we've got Eric Dickin, who took down 4000 bucks in the NBA as well. We've got Dre Bev, who took down, uh, looks like NBA as well. Huge score, over 400 points over on FanDuel. And then Corey Santos, over 5000 bucks off of $81. Wow, that's pretty good ROI. Jordan Weber took down... Uh, 1,000 bucks, uh, top three in the NBA 22K zone on DK. So if you want to get part of the Osmo Hall of Fame, follow those directions and uh, you get, you'll win a free month. Get to hang out with us in Discord and see all of our premium stuff behind the paywall. Blue Jackets Stars, 2.4 implied total here for the Jackets, 3.1 for the Stars. We don't know who's going for the Jackets. They've, they have a mess. Uh, Merz Lickens and uh, Corpusalo both maybe unavailable for tonight. I'm slamming Dallas 1. Do you have anything else besides Dallas 1 in this game that you like, Clifty? No, not particularly. Um, and I don't even – like, I, here we go again. I don't even really like Dallas 1 that much here tonight, and I don't want to say that because the last time I said that, Rope had scored a hat trick. Uh, but I just don't really like Dallas one here tonight. And the reason is this is Columbus doesn't take a lot of penalties. I think they're about middle of the league and they have a pretty good penalty kill, like top 10 in hockey. Um, and you know, Dallas won a, a, not a lot, but some of their value is derived from the fact that they're perfectly correlated. It's just like, they're so cheap. I have a hard time getting away from them because it is a good matchup going into the Columbus top line. Right. Um, or into the Columbus second and third line, sorry. They won't be seeing the Columbus top line. When the Columbus top line is off the ice, Columbus only controls 47% of the scoring chances. They're not a good team, um, you know, in their second and third line. So I think, you know, I'm not going to begrudge anybody for playing Dallas one. Go ahead. For me, I'm still more of a Gurian off one-off guy here for me. Yeah, Mike, our producer in chat says 125 here and 60 likes. We got to bump that up a little bit, at least get a 60% uh, you know, ratio or so. Uh, yeah, just, just Dallas 1 for me, I think. I can't really get behind full stacking Dallas 2 or Dallas 3. If you want to play Columbus 1, just because of the, the awesome 5-on-5 five five numbers, I'm okay with that as well. But it, this is a Dallas 1 game for me. Maybe some Etzel and Dell for 3,600 on the blue line. Uh, we've got one final game, and then we're going to do hat tricks and then any goalies that uh, we want to mention very quickly. Calgary and the LA Kings, three implied total for the Flames, 2.3 for the Kings. Markstrom, Cal Pete expected to go for the Kings. What do you like here, Cliffy? 
Well, I'm, I'm out on Los Angeles entirely. Um, the top line going into the top line for Calgary, like Kopitar without uh, Arvidsson just hasn't looked as good this year. So out on the top line, normally I'd be in on the second line for Los Angeles because, you know, Dano and, and, and I follow have been really, really good this year. But they're going into the second line from Calgary and Calgary's second line, they might be the best checking line in hockey. We'll have to see. They're certainly, um, you know, amongst the handful. So out on uh, Los Angeles here tonight, I think Calgary one makes a nice little uh, like contrarian stack. Like if you're super worried about playing super chalk uh, Carolinas or super chalk Florida or something like that, I think Calgary one coming in at, very, at low ownership in what is a better matchup than it appears uh, is just fine here tonight. I also like a two-man Manjapane backland. They have really good numbers together. Uh, yeah, you read my mind. We're on the same wavelength today. Calgary 1 was my most interested line uh, in this game. Really low total. On the Kings side, <clears throat> you know, we love Kings 2, but you mentioned the matchup against the backland line. That, that's really, really tough. Um, so that's pretty much all I've got here. Can I hear your, your hat trick pick, Mr. Clifford? Yeah, we are going with uh, Slamming Sammy Bennett as my hat trick pick here tonight. I've got Timo Meyer. I so, like it. Uh, there we go. Three percent, Timo Meyer. Consider yourselves warned. Sammy Bennett, Timo Meyer. Bunch of shows coming up on after this. You guys want to stick around the channel? NFL, NBA. We've got everything covered. Thanks for joining us. And Cliffy and Josh will be back tomorrow for another nice sleep. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more.